Everybody, it's Tony Robbins. Hey, guys, I'm Audrina Patrick. Hey, this is Adam Carolla. You're on the Hollywood Raw podcast. You're watching Hollywood Raw. You're listening to and watching Hollywood Raw. This is the Hollywood Raw podcast, hosted by entertainment veteran Dax Holt and street journalist Adam Glynn. The podcast humanizing Hollywood. From celebrities to media moguls, even paparazzi and bodyguards have come to break news, break their silence, or just have a great conversation on Hollywood Raw. If they're on Hollywood Raw, there's a reason. From page six to TMZ, Daily Mail, and People Magazine, everyone is talking about the Hollywood Raw podcast with Dax Holt and Adam Glynn. Welcome to the Hollywood Raw podcast. My name is Adam Glynn. Not joined with me. I said not joined with me today. If you're watching on YouTube, you're like, that Dax looks different. Dax is not with me today. Dax is on vacation. Joining me today is my friend, friend of the show, fellow street journalist. If you're outside Craig's in LA, you'll probably run into him. He's a guy who runs around the streets seven nights a week trying to find celebrities and provide content for all the major entertainment news outlets out there. Please welcome past guest, Justin Foley. How are you, sir? What's up, everybody? How you doing? Good to be here, dude. Foley's great. And actually, it's funny. There's a, a mutual, Justin has a mutual friend. Justin and I have a mutual friend named Joe Andalardo. He's got this popular TikTok page where he does live streams. It's called Pure of Joy. Pure, what is it? What's the joy it's of everything? The, it's called the joy of everything. Joy of everything. So basically, Justin Foley and Joe Andalardo are live streaming Everything that goes on outside Craig's, from the craziness to the celebrities to the people that want to just see all the action that goes on out there. It's a really, really fun live stream. If you just want to, if you're just, it's like, it's great background information. They do, and the content and the, the, the discussions between Justin Foley and Joe are so good and so entertaining. So I'm really happy you joined on the podcast today. People always love Justin when you're on the podcast. And Another person who's joining on the podcast is another mutual friend of ours. Now, the person we have on, on today is a guy who, when I started in this field, and I think maybe Justin, when you started in this field, this guy was the guy we were like, man, he is the man. And he still is the man, but yeah. he was just so good at what he did. He was just charismatic. He was fun. He was funny. He was interesting. He was unique. He was just cool. We have Yuri on the podcast. So Yuri is one of a. Uh, Yuri and I and Justin all worked at TMZ together. Then he went on his own and just had amazing relationships with celebrities where he became so popular that they put him on Entourage. They, he, he went on Entourage and played nice. himself on Entourage twice, which is pretty crazy. It's just everyone knew Yuri, and you'll see why. He's just a really cool dude. So it's really cool to kind of – we're going to shoot the shit with him and just kind of hear some stories. And, uh, again – I know Foley, you're great friends with Yuri, so it's going to be a really cool conversation. I think the coolest part about this conversation, Justin, uh, and I go back and forth between calling you Justin and Foley, or the Foley monster is what I call you. Um, <laughs> the cool thing about this conversation is three guys who actually run around the streets. and like I love these conversations. When all of us sit in a room and just bullshit about our job, I think it's so funny and interesting. And I hope you guys at home like this because I think it's just a very unique conversation to hear how these celebrities are really like. Would you say so? Yeah, absolutely. And 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 because it's it's one thing to be involved in it, like from another angle or perspective as a whatever, but to be in the streets and doing it, the stories just write themselves sometimes. And and there's just a wealth of of things that happen to you out there that you cannot even imagine or believe. But they are true and they do happen. And a lot of times they're just really, really entertaining. Justin, I've actually seen a lot of your content lately, lately, and you've been hanging outside these movie premieres. 
What's the vibe like outside of movie premiere? Is it a good place to meet celebrities? Is it a good place to see celebrities? Is it good for you? Is it worth going to? I'll say uh, primarily yes. Mostly yes. It is good. Uh, these it depend, They're all set up differently. In other words, where Will Call is located, the access you have available to the if they block it off. It just, it's just conducive to the project itself and who's involved in it. It tends to be I don't want to name names, but sense tends to be like certain uh, companies are a little more private with that information or how they allow the public to access with the celebrities. Others a little more open, but for the most part, it's great. The energy's there. The celebrities pull up, they wave to everybody. Sometimes they walk right in front of you. So if you're excited about meeting certain celebrities, I would say just go to their premieres and look them up and see when their movies are coming out and go. If you, if you can, they have the premieres in New York and they have premieres in LA, obviously. So, um, that, but it's that's funny though, Justin, you've been asked to like you personally, if ha- it's happened to me, if you go to these premieres and you hang out outside, yeah. they always need seat fillers and they'll come to you and say, Hey, do you yeah. want to come in and watch the movie? Does that happen? Yeah. That happens to you pretty often, right? Ah, yeah. Yeah. In fact. And so sometimes like for me, I I'm, you know, I go to the premiere, but then I'm booked on another thing and I've gotten invited. Oh, come see this movie. I'm like, I don't have two hours to go and watch this movie, but it's, it is cool. And I've yet to do it, but I, I will probably at some point take them up on the offer and go and watch the movie. Cause that's kind of cool. Right. To go and watch the movie at a premiere. It's, it's so funny when I was at a, another company and it was the, you know, I'd always be hungry and I always looked like, just like a, you know, it was just, I looked like shit, but I would go in and I'd go in and get, I would say, yeah, I'll go watch the movie. I would go in, I would get free popcorn, a free soda, and then I would leave before the movie starts because I just was like, yeah, I'll go get some free popcorn. And I, I you know, uh, extra pretty, butter. Yeah. I was like, just wanted something free. This is my I, just wanted, like, I just wanted to be like, yes, got them. Like, you know, so that was my way yeah. of getting to them. All right, Foley. Well, again, I appreciate you for coming on the podcast. Yeah, let me, let me talk about our guest today. Um, uh, again, Dax is away and Justin's here. And so I'm really excited to have Justin as my guest host on today on today's podcast. But our guest today is someone who, like I said earlier, is a legendary long time. Again, he started at TMZ, then went on his own and was very, very successful. He was a camera guy running around, running around the streets and met all the celebrities and almost became the celebrity for celebrities. People just loved running into him. That's the cool part. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Yuri. So I'm excited for this. Uh, Yuri, thank you for coming on the podcast. And I will say this mm-hmm. first thing. Yuri is a person, when I started this podcast with Dax, and obviously Foley's enjoy, Justin Foley is with us today, but Yuri is one of the people I really wanted to speak to because Yuri, you know, I think Foley would agree – I wouldn't be in the position I am in right now if it wasn't for Yuri because Yuri is the original OG of camera guys on the street because Yuri was so good at it and he was such a hustler and he was just so well-spoken and fun and articulate and cool where I felt like the celebrities wanted to speak to Yuri. So Yuri, thank you for coming on the podcast. How are you, bud? Well, Five months ago, uh, Dax hit me up and he's like, hey, come on the podcast. And now we have Justin Foley as the guest host. Right? <laughs> yeah. I, got the, I got the substitute or the, or the relief pitcher. <laughs> Where's Dax at? Well, you know what's far away? Dax is on vacation. vacation. But this is why I love this conversation because the three wait, of us- First of all, I want to say, say Justin Foley is one of my good friends. I, I love what's Justin. Up, he he hit me up. He's like, you got to do it. I'm like, all right, let's do it. Let's do it. But go well, ahead, go ahead, Adam. Sorry about that. No, this is why I love this conversation. It's, you know, da- nothing against Dax. I love Dax. 
But I love having this conversation with three guys who've actually been through the field and fought through celebrities and bodyguards pushing us away and publicists saying you can't talk to their talent. We've all went through the trenches <laughs> together. So it, it's, it's a, it's a, this is going to be a really good conversation. I want to start with this, Yuri. How did you end up being a camera guy on the streets? Oh, man, this is probably 07, 08. I was quitting my sales job. I just quit my sales job. And I met Harvey Levin at the gas station on Sunset Boulevard. At the time, I, the, only, the only thing I knew about TMZ was that it was a show, but the, I think the show was just running for like a week or something like that. And we talked and he was like, hey, man, I, I like you. Want to be on my show? And I was like, sure, let's do it. I didn't have a job at the time. So I went in and, and Harvey was the first guy I met. And to, I mean, like that guy was just, he was like my mentor. So for eight years, I worked, I worked for TMZ. Harvey was my, my, pretty much my guy. Yeah. You met him at a, met gas, at a gas station. That's incredible. It's mm-hmm. the best. Mm-hmm. I love it. He's the only one that Harvey like recruited. Yeah. But I mean, he's tried recruiting other guys, I think. And I guess mm-hmm. they didn't pan out. So like, uh, yeah, I was the one guy that was like, so I was his guy. So if like the other bosses wanted to like get me like in trouble, he'd be like, no, no, don't mess with him. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Yes. You had like carte blanche over there, man. We had to deal with some stuff. You're, you're like, we dealt with some stuff. Yeah. Foley (laughs) and I, we were, you know, we were a night crew together. In fact, I was, I trained Foley his first day on TMZ night crew. Remember that? Yeah. Come on. Of course. I remember the Bauer Fridger phone, dude. Yes. We were getting Elijah Wood. And we were so, like, what, what, could, what should we ask? What should we ask Elijah Wood? And it was, he collects like weird instruments. And it was like, there's no way he owns this. What's the, what's the weirdest name we can come up with? And it was Bauer Fridgerphone. He actually, he actually owned one, right? That, yeah, no. So, so no. what happened was, your, so I know the story. We were at Mastro's and I, I had worked day crew for a couple of, a couple of night, days and I didn't really like it. I was like, I don't know about this job. And my girlfriend at the time was like, right. just keep doing it. And you know, you need to make the money. And I'm like, all right, whatever. And then they said, well, you're going to go to train on night crew. And I was like, all right. Because I was kind of like uneasy about the job. I didn't know, no, really know. I met Yori. He's like, yo, bro, jump in with me. And Yori's got this big Jeep truck. I get in there and he's like, let's go, dude. We're going to go to Mastro's. I got a tip. Elijah Wood's there. I'm like, awesome. And our vibe just like from the beginning was it's just like right on. And then we got there and he's like, all right, man, check it out. Do some research. Find out what you can find out on this cat. So I Google his name and it says he collects rare instruments. So Gory goes, oh, bro, we got to find the rarest <laughs> instrument. That's how his brain thinks. Like, how do you mm-hmm. find the rare, find the rarest mm-hmm. instrument? So we Google it and it said Bauer mm-hmm. phone. We started laughing. And Elijah goes out of Mastro's, sees our, uh, us two jackasses, and he's like, oh, come on. I mean, you're always walking. He goes, hey, you collect rare instruments? And he was like, yes, I do. And he goes, you get the Bauer Fridger phone? He goes, what? And he goes, how the, how the hell do you know about the Bauer Fridger phone? And then yeah. they Googled it, and they go, it's a real instrument. And then you and I were just like dead on, bro. We were like, yo, we're homies, bro. And it was funny because like, I, remem- I don't remember the rest of that night, Justin, to you. I mean, no, obviously, we were, night crew was usually night crew situations in L.A. We would do the restaurants in Beverly Hills or like, you know, Hollywood sunset. And then nighttime we go to the clubs and I'm sure I, you must've been with me at the night crew or the uh, club times too. I don't yeah, remember that, what I mean, nothing was Nothing was more important. The core memory came from the Bauer Fidger phone. Right. It was, it was uh, 13 years ago, probably right. Maybe 14 oh my, years ago. 2000. It was fall of 2010. <sighs> okay. So you started three years after me. Wow. It was yeah. November. It was November of 2010. Yeah. It was November. So let me ask you this. Yuri, when you're doing night crew, what are the hours for night crew as a paparazzi, as a journalist? 
Right. So we started 5 p.m., went to the office and had a meeting. At the time, it was on Sunset Boulevard, um, on Sunset and Crescent. And then uh, we worked till, I think, got to got to Hollywood, got to, you know, our location where we did restaurants from like six to maybe like nine or ten. Took a little bit of break and then went straight to the clubs. So from the and clubs, then- it was like 11 to 2, 33 in the morning. So then we oh. go back to the office, right? We go back to the office, back to Sunset, you know, where they, where they record the show. And then we would, uh, we would do our uploads or, or actually drop off our tapes. Because at the time, we had tapes, right, Justin? They weren't they weren't. Yeah, the, uh, started with tapes because your, your roommate was the, was the logger. Right. Yes. He was yes, the logger. And, was. You had to go in there and we had to do it in real time because it was real time, you know, because they had to put the, right. they recorded the tape down. So we had, to, we had to hang out and kind of stick around in case there was questions or problems with our footage. So we, so we would go around and eat bowls of cereal and tell stories about what, you know, it was like debriefing for the night, right? It's funny because that was like my fondest memories, right? Like we'd all get back to the office and all of us mm-hmm. would sit around and just like, just, you know, mess around and just laugh. For some reason, we were just laughing the whole time. Show it, yeah, show each other. Showing each other fights. Those are videos. Oh, this fool gets knocked out straight cold, dog. Like, whoa. <laughs> right, right. The girls flashing. They want to be on, you know, oh, cameras yeah, and yeah. stuff. It was just like, it was the most, yeah, it was fun. It was nice. So this is right? at three was- in the morning. You're basically just hanging out in the office, just going back. Of, hey, what did you do that night? Dude, we're oh, all yeah. fired up on Mountain Dew. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. In fact, uh, across the street, it was the Laugh Factory. And one day, um, like, I think we all left around, like, 4.30 in the morning. And, like, Dave Chappelle, like, brought the whole audience to the TMZ office. Like, do you remember this story? Maurice, the uh, security guard, was like, dude, you guys. So, so Dave Chappelle was like, is this knocks on the door? Is this TMZ? And then Maurice is like, no, this ain't TMZ. He's like, get out of here. He's like, oh, I thought this was TMZ. But they're going to come to, like, punk us. But we just left the office. Like literally like 20 minutes before. That's you know, funny. I never heard morning. that story. Oh yeah. Is that the night that is that the night that Chappelle got into a tiff with uh with uh Dane Cook and Dane this is Dane's night and he let he he said, Okay, I'm going outside to smoke and he pulled all the audience out and then he walked is that the night? I don't know. I don't know. It's a good, yeah, a good question. Wait, wait, Foley, uh, tell me about this night that you're talking about, because I never heard about this. There's a story where Dave was performing at the Laugh Factory, and they said, "Hey, something like cut your uh, cut your time down because this is Dane's night." And Chappelle was like, "Great!" And he just did his. And then when he was done with his set, he said, "Hey, everybody, I'm going outside to smoke a cigarette. I'll take pictures with y'all and whatever." And then and then the whole audience went no, out. That's yeah. incredible. He, he took the whole crowd out, so Dane was like performing to like crickets. Oh, that's so uh, funny. Yeah. So so. I think so, so- so, Adam, I want to ask you a question. Yeah. In New York, how many guys – well, first of all, I want to say this real quick. All three of us are in three different time zones. Right yeah, now. York, for, yeah. I'm in New yes. York. California. California. And you're yeah. in Hawaii right now, which is incredible. Right. EST, PST, and I guess it's Hawaiian time. And you know what? Let me, let me do something real quick. I kind of want to show you where I'm at right now. It's beautiful. Playing a lot of golf with uh, the legend – Jerry Magdaleno from Fresno. If you're from Fresno, you'll know who he is. The Almond Man. Hold on <laughs> a second. But uh, he set me up with a spot with his family. Wow. wow. Yes. So that's Poipu Bay around there. And then it's the best snorkeling in Kauai. 
I mean, this is my balcony. I've been I've been living this life for the past week, so life hasn't been that bad. <laughs> That's Dude, awesome. I, I don't know. Yo, I, I got a question for you. Going back to TMZ stuff, you yeah. get hired by you get hired by uh, Harvey. You come in there. You, you know, you start getting you feeling your groove, doing your thing. You're obviously a natural at it. Do you remember your first shot? And do you remember your first like, like do you remember who you're, the first celebrity you shot? Like the first yeah. No? Oh my god. Oh, that's a good one. Oh, my first shot. You gotta let me think about this one. Do you know no, your first big how about this? Do you know your first big shot? Do you know your first big celebrity that you got that they were all like, yo, this is awesome? Like that's a crazy video. Well, okay, wait, wait, wait. Who who was uh Houston's husband? Who? Winnie Houston's husband. Bobby Brown. Bobby Brown, yes. I think of his name was Bobby Brown. Uh, so, what year did you start, uh, uh, Adam? I started 2010-ish. 2010. Okay, so you, so you yeah. guys started a few years uh, after me. Uh, there was a guy, this guy named Christian Van Seth. He was he was my first TMZ trainer, and he like was the most coolest cat, right? He's wearing like cowboy hats and just like so. He he takes me to he takes me to Madeo. We didn't shoot anything, and then uh, he goes, "Hey, I got a tip for for Bobby Brown. We got to go down to Glendale." Which is Glendale, you know, is pretty far from Hollywood. Uh, he had I haven't seen him pull out a camera yet, you know. So he takes me down there, and Bobby Miller or Bobby, I'm sorry, Bobby Miller, Bobby Brown is in the club, and he's like, "Oh shoot, Yori, get outside and go back to the car and grab grab the camera, and shoot him." And mind you, I haven't I haven't seen Christian shoot anything yet. So I ran outside, I grabbed his keys, I ran outside, grabbed his ca- grabbed the camera, and started shooting him, and I turned the light on a full blast, right. <sighs> Cause you know how Night Crew, it's like we had these big old cameras on our Z1Us, our Sony Z1Us, and like you're never like it pisses off celebrities when you like blast them. But like I had no idea, you know. And I started asking him the most rudest questions. I thought that's what that's what TMZ was, but really, you know, obviously the longer you do it, or you know, you start realizing that's not how it is. It's not yeah. about like pissing anybody mm-hmm. off. But it was more like, so uh, were you doing drugs? How much were you drinking today? You know, it was like really. And then now looking back at it, I was like, that is horrible, you know? And funny thing about Bobby Brown, uh, he was my last big shot as a paparazzi. He's my last big shot. So he's my first shot in 08 and my last shot, not eight, nine years later, eight or nine years later. In in between those eight or nine years, I never saw Bobby Brown. (laughs) That's so random. That's pretty funny. So the last, the last shot I got of Bobby Brown, I was, uh, you know, in, independent, you know, uh, I think I was uploading a uh, splash and, uh, one of the valet drivers in Medeos hits me up. He's like, Hey, Bobby Brown's in there, you know? So I get down there and, uh, he's like, you know, his, his daughter just passed away, I think a couple years prior and he just had a newborn. So he was stoked coming out of Medeos. He was like, man, I just had a baby, da, da, da. you know, he's like telling me and I'm like, okay, cool. And I get this video of him, you know? And um, I think, you know, some of the paparazzi were waiting for him at LAX, but they couldn't get him because they, like, you know, hit him through the back, right? So I got him at Medeo's, and he actually talked to me and told me that, um, you know, he just had a baby. He's so happy, and, you know, you know, this is, you know, a newborn daughter and blah, blah. And uh, he's getting in his car, and I'm like, Bobby, Bobby, I just want to let you know that uh, I'm quitting the business. Have you told anybody that you just had a baby? He's like, no, 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 I'm not. I was like, okay, because listen. I don't know if you remember me, but uh, I, sh- I filmed you nine years ago. You're the first guy that I filmed, and you're pretty much going to be like the last guy that I'm filming. And this is actually a pretty big shot for me. And this is, I'm now 
an independent, you know, so, you know, it depends on what I make, right? Because when we were working for the company, we, you know, it was, we were salary based, right? It was just, it was performance based, but it was also, you're going to get an hourly salary, right? So I, Bobby looks at me, he's in the car. He goes, you know what? I'm not telling nobody, bro. I got you. I was like, oh my God, thank you so much. Because this could be, this could be a big paycheck for me. You know what I mean? So he leaves. Uh, I, I call uh, the splash guy. He's like, send it, send it out. Um, I send it in, and uh, the next day he's like, "It would have been a bit, it would have been a big one." I got paid like, it was still good. It was like six grand or something like that, six or seven grand, which is one of the highest I've gotten um, as an independent. I didn't do that for that too long. I think I did it for like a, a year or so. And uh, he was like, "But it would have been like twenty five if he didn't go to like." Uh, what fucking bar was that? He went somewhere on Sunset Boulevard and he like sang karaoke and he was like, my girl. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, he told everybody. Yeah, so people got him on like, you know, social media and they put him on that like, he had a baby. So, Wow. Interesting. Yeah, yeah. yeah I think wow. it's funny because once you go independent to when you worked at TMZ, because at TMZ, like you said, you earn a set salary, which we all kind of mm-hmm. got the same just about. I mean, they would try to – no one really told – it was just a weird kind of how they kind of pay structure. But when you go on your own, you, you know, you're hustling. You know, it's uh, – last night I got – I was out last night and I got a video of Andy Cohen asking about um, asking about Wheel of Fortune and asking him if he ever got the call for the job. And I was hoping that Andy might have said, yeah, I got, I, I got a call or B, I made a call see if there was an opening for that job. Obviously, Ryan Seacrest took the position. Because that would have been a story, but he didn't really give me anything. I'm like, oh, if you just give me a little something, I could have made a lot of money right there. But uh, mm-hmm. you know, Andy Cohen knows what he's doing. Right. Let me ask you this, and, and this question goes to you, Foley, Justin Foley, and you, Yuri. How did people on the street treat you? You know, did you like when, especially in LA, <clears throat> there's tourists, there's people walking the street, they see you holding a camera, and they'd be like, oh, there's paparazzi. Is that? Would you get that a lot? A and B. Were you offended by it? How would you react when people treated you like that or said that about you? You, you could clearly hear them say that stuff. You go first, Yori. What do you, how do you feel? It kind of depends on how the approach is, right? Yeah. Uh, there are people that, are, that we had, you know, obviously the paparazzi were, you know, still was a bad stigma, right? I think uh, in the beginning of my career, it felt like that. I would get some like bad interactions with some certain people you know usually drunk people right i like clubs and stuff you know they want to look cool in front of people um but like later on it felt like we did become we became like an attraction for not just the hollywood scene but for the clubs and restaurants you know like managers and like the the owners they it was it was aesthetically pleasing to see uh a cameraman there because it shows that their celebrities are inside this location, right? Um, so, you know, I think for them, it was more like, because I remember in the beginning, a lot of like doormen would be like, get, get, get out of here. We don't want paparazzi here. And uh, Mastro's was one of them. Remember Mastro's, the guy who was running the door, like didn't even want us to walk up there. And I'm like, ah, oh, but, you know, freedom of press, we can walk up here. We can do whatever we want. We can stand wherever we want as long as we're not on private property. You know, we're on the sidewalk. Um, but then after that, they got rid of that guy. I don't know where he went. And uh, a new guy came in as, as a door guy, and he was, like, the nicest person ever. You yeah. know what I mean? So I, mm-hmm. it kind of depends on the person. And uh, I kind of just veered off with, like, the, 
you know, people coming from other states and stuff like that. That's what you asked, right, Adam? Um, yeah, yeah. You know, usually people want to take pictures with us and we'll, we'll, you know, I think, you know, I think Justin can attest to this. We'll, we'll acquiesce to that. You know, sometimes we'll take pictures and we'll put the camera on them and make it look like, you know, we're filming them and it's, it's cute and it's fun. You know, I like, I like to be nice like that. And sometimes they'll give you pretty good information too. You know? Yeah. No, I, I said like Foley is always at Craig's and I say like <clears throat> Craig's, I'm sure, you know, Foley, I, you know, I asked you, you have a probably a decent relationship with Craig. Like if we see him, he'll say hi to you. But I'm like, at this point, because you help out their business so much, he should have like a plate of like chicken parm for you guys in the back. Like, hey guys, help yourself. Like, here's some spaghetti. You know, let me feed you guys because you're part of the Lord. You <laughs> like, guys are part like of the, the cats, the feral cats in the back. Yeah, that's what I put that no. really just spaghetti in a bucket. And they could just no, Adam. Give you something, bottles of water, because you guys honestly keep that. You guys have helped out Craig's. You put Craig's on the map. Not yeah. them. They have celebrities right. come in. By the way, that's an, oh. that's an, by the enchilada thing is an inside joke with me and Adam. Oh. And he wanted to do that. We were at the Super Bowl and I was outside and Adam and Nick go inside. It's freezing cold. And Adam and Nick go inside. They go, you wait outside and shoot the celebrity. So I'm outside. It's, it's so cold. I have no jacket. I'm out there with my camera. And these guys are inside. I look in the window. I'm like this. They're like eating steaks and dinner and I'm laughing with these pretty. I'm like, whatever, man. I'm outside. And then Adam texts me, we're going to send you food. We're sending you an enchilada. I'm like, and that's like what am I gonna, how am I going to eat that in the street? My hands are going to get messy. What are you talking about? And then they start laughing at me. So it's hilarious. We, we all hung that's out hilarious. recently at, well, not to a few months back at the Super Bowl. Um, me and yeah. Justin were working for one company. You were working for another company. So, but yet again, it wasn't competition by any means because we're all friends here. And that's what the fun part. That was the coolest part about it is like obviously seeing you get to hang out with you. Um, but you have you've actually you're you've worked how many Super Bowls? So yeah, the Arizona Super Bowl was the one that TMZ called me back for. Uh, before that, I did eight for them. So this is the ninth Super Bowl. You've done nine Super Bowls and you did an Olympics, correct? Right. Yeah. I was like their sports guy. I'm a, I'm like a super sports nerd. I mean, you know, Major League Baseball, NBA, NFL. Like, I don't know what it is because I'm not – I don't have like – I don't have a good memory with a lot of things. But for some reason, I can spot like football players, baseball players, and NBA players really well. I have a great story like, about Yuri. Yuri, the story of when we were driving. You want to hear a great story about Yuri? Yuri and I are driving one night. We're going uh, west on sunset. It's raining. It's dark. It's like late at night. We're driving. He's telling me a story. He's like, yeah, man, whatever. And then he goes, oh, oh, there's whatever. And he just pulls his truck over. There's this guy walking with a hood. Okay, it's raining out. He's wearing a hood. It's dark. It's, he's walking this way. We're, we go past the guy. Yuri pulls his car over. Jumps out, pulls his camera out, and starts doing an interview. He spotted this guy out of the corner of his eye. Do you remember? It was uh, who was it? Um, yeah, Demarcus what, no, uh, Jamal uh, Rosen, Jamal Anderson, or something like that. Yeah, Jamal Anderson. Player. He was yeah. walking on right. sunset by, by Rock and Roll Rouse. Yeah. Yori yeah. spotted him out of the corner of his eye in the rain at night, and the guy had a hoodie on. I'm like, bro, that is like some yeah. serious Rain Man shit going on. Like that's yeah, crazy. that yeah, I would do some weird shit like that. I, I, I don't know. How, I don't know how. My spotting skills were like, that's like such an important factor in being like a TMZ pap. Like, you know, if you really think about it, like there's like so much aspects that has to contribute for you to be a good camera guy. You know, it's funny because people would be like, well, 
uh, we can find another guy, you know, we can find another camera guy. But if you think about it, it was like, well, you got to find like a guy who can spot really well, who can engage, who can talk, who can, who can, ha- who's humble enough to be out in the rain, right? Stand outside, but can still, you know, keep up a conversation and ask fun questions. Like you need a CIA agent slash ninja slash, you know, comedian, Ryan Seacrest type of person. You know what I mean? So, I mean, like kudos to all you guys for doing it for so long. It's, it's, it's a tough gig and, you know, it mentally wears you down sometimes. You know what I mean? It's, it's hard to decompress after uh, uh, working, working that job for a while. Yeah, it's very, it's very hard to decompress. Well, I want to ask you a question about you had an impact on college sports when you did it, you did an interview. Right. Yeah. Okay. So it was the USC football team, Mark Tyler. I forgot what club it was. It was outside of Santa Monica Boulevard. And he, he was running back at the time. I think he was like a sophomore for the team. But uh, it kind of sucks that I think it like hurt his draft draft situation. I don't even know if he got drafted, actually. Uh, he obviously didn't have a good you know NFL career. But uh, he was with two other USC players. And he said that USC pays him to play football, <clears throat> which is a super no-no in the NCAA rules. He was suspended a couple games, I think maybe one or two games. Uh, and I think, well, at the time people were saying uh, NCAA football players, maybe even basketball players or like the big, the big schools, the big five schools, um, they would watch that video in orientation. Like, don't be like Mark Tyler if you get these guys talking to you. And he also said something like he get, they all get up on Kim Kardashian's ass or something like that, something funny. I don't know. But he was drunk, you know what I mean? And he obviously, I don't know if he got paid by USC, who knows, but he said that it was on, it was all over, it was all over ESPN, it was all over the sports radio uh, circuit. Um, yeah, that was, that was a good, that was a big one. And I, obviously, like, you know, we talk about it all the time, we're not, we're not for that whole gotcha. You know, mm-hmm. I wasn't, I wasn't out there like, hey, are you getting paid by your college football team? It wasn't like that. It was more like, yo, you guys are out, man. You guys are out partying at a really expensive nightclub, dude. Like, drinks are like $20, 30 $25 a piece, you know? He's like, yeah. man, we all get, you know, we all get, don't worry, we all getting paid by USC. You know what I mean? So, <laughs> that, kind of, yeah. that is pretty wild. I mean, you yeah. guys must see, you know, especially both you guys work nights uh, as a camera guy. What's the craziest thing you've seen celebrity related? And what's the craziest thing you've seen on the streets as well as non-celebrity related? The funniest thing I saw on the street was, oh, wildest thing I, I should <laughs> say I saw on the street now, again, being in New York City on the streets, I don't work in an office. I'm on the streets. So you see the worst of things all the time. I mean, it's every single day you're seeing – and I'm, I see someone peeing on the street at least <clears> once <throat> a day. and Like I'm saying like junk out and everything. But yeah. the funniest thing I ever saw on the streets was outside the Bowery Hotel, right next door to the Bowery Hotel, is a restaurant called Gemma. It's a big celebrity hotspot. A lot of celebrities go there. And, of course, a lot of celebrities go to the Bowery Hotel. When the weather's nice, everyone goes to Gemma and eats outside. But a homeless guy walked up one day around noon, and was everyone sitting out there having their lunch, drinking their mimosas for brunch, having a nice meal, that guy uh, pulls down his pants and takes a dump right in front of everyone. Uh, no. And I got I saw from across the street, and to see everyone's reactions and to see this guy just taking a dump was probably one of the funniest but dirtiest and saddest things I saw. I mean, I, it, it was just 
again, I can't afford that place. Actually, it's one of the cheaper places. I could afford that one. But just the reactions of everyone alone, it was like watching a movie. Just because I was across the street and I watched it happen. It now, now so is, is it worse now than, ten, let's say, 10 years ago? You know, it's that funny. It's, I would, it's just different. It's weird. There, there's a weird energy. There's a weird vibe. Uh, I would, you know, I have to say, only in the last month have I said that it doesn't feel as safe. But it's not because it's, I don't know. It's just a, it's just different times right now. People act differently. You know, the younger kids just their 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 way of wilding out is just different. You know, it's not. Right, wait, so not that, much that person was a homeless guy. Was it a homeless guy? I hope he was homeless or like some crazy. It's Adam's friend. It's Adam's buddy. What is he? My buddy Chris. He just pulled down his pants. I was like, dude, don't go in the restaurant. Just go in the street. So, but it was the funniest thing. And honestly, I was sitting with three paparazzi across the street. We watched it happen. But to see everyone's faces in the background, honestly, it felt like a movie. You couldn't, you couldn't help but laugh. Well, I mean, it the reason why. Yeah. Right. The reason why I say that is because I recently went back to Rock and Roll Rouse on Sunset Boulevard. So not, right now, I don't know. You guys know this, but uh, I live in Fresno. So I'm in Central California. I'm whole, completely out of the whole L.A. like scene until I went back to Arizona for the Super Bowl. Um, uh, yeah. So I went back to Sunset Boulevard. And that area where I, where I had the apartment at, Justin, you know, um, that, that's like Tent City over there. There's like hundreds of homeless people sleeping in tents right across, right outside my uh, apartment building. Yeah, it wasn't uh, like Sunset that. Hawthorne. Worse, yeah. It wasn't like that when I was there, yeah. Don't forget, that, that Rock and Roll Rouse was like ground zero for COVID. It was like, there was like t- tuberculosis, TB breakouts and all kinds of, the place is a giant Petri dish, dude. Tuberculosis? Tuberculosis. Yuri, I was asking you a question because we did this in LA. It wasn't really a New York thing, but the Oscars. You worked the Oscars a lot. What was your yeah, what was, man? I don't. I mean, what's the question? Wait, what was your take on the Oscars working? Like for the coverage that we got, our, our access we had. I hated it. Yeah, I hated awards season. I freaking hated it. It just felt like you know. <clears throat> I, I don't know. It kind of depends, I guess. If I'm if I'm around like you know paparazzi game bangs, which is where there's a lot more, there's a lot of paps around. It's kind of fun, you know. I like graphers that. I and everything. You know what I mean? You got the graphers, you got the guys who know what they're who who they're who they're targeting and uh um I don't know, like I just didn't really like because everything was just so <clears throat> uniformed, right? You'd get the cars coming in, they get out the car, they wave at everybody, you walk out. Like, who wants to see that shit? You know what I mean? Who wants to see that B roll? Um <clears throat> and then like the after parties were kind of like a lot of security was around. I mean yeah. award season was not a time where I was like stoked to work. Uh, our job. I don't know. Are the, you like are the it, celebrities cooler during award season because they're campaigning for their awards? Oh, that's a good question. I, I would say no. I mean, like the big dogs, like Brad Pitt, he doesn't need it, right? But when you get a person like, I don't know, somebody who's who's in a, you know, a movie that's nominated who hasn't been in the scene, you know, like that. You could probably get a good sound bite out of him or her, <clears throat> if that makes sense. Yeah. No, I right? I can't think of a name right now. Shoot, on top of my head. <clears throat> Foley, can you think of a, a, a name? Somebody um, who's not. No, but you. But people do change based on what they're promoting. 
uh, you know, sometimes they'll be dicks for a while, and then all of a sudden they'll be nice. You're like, that was weird. And you look them up, and you're like, oh, they got a movie coming out or something. You're like, all right. Right, and also you'll have their, like, publicists or managers with them at the time, and they'll kind of give you the little block. Yeah. You know uh, I mean? By the way, I can't express this enough. If you're if you're an, a new actor listening to this, and or you're, you're kind of making your way, and you're picking out a publicist or a PR, a lot of times these PR do them more damage than good. Because it's actually in their best interest to talk to people and get their photos. These PR will act like they're like the second coming of Brando and try to block them and make them out to be the Beatles. And it's like, dude, that's you're not there. Like, talk to people, have a conversation so your audience, your, you know, your fans can listen. Sometimes these PR, I think, well, you know, you experience that, Yuri. I'm like, dude, I'm gonna help their like talking to me right. will actually help them. Or PR will block them. A lot of times, it's not the actor or the actress; it's their PRs playing the role of bad cop and it's like for no good right right just be a person right yeah and it's almost like the pr would be in their best interest for the pr you'd be like hey talk to find the outlet find out the question but then have them talk and they don't do that you know they just kind of look at us like we're who's a who's a celebrity that was cool in the beginning and then turned into a complete who did a complete 180 on you michael strahan Oh, yes, Strahan. yes, 100 percent. Yes, 100 percent. Yes, he was Michael so Strahan. cool. He was Michael Strahan was- before Live with Kelly. Michael Strahan was a great guy, fun, cool, personable, yes. conversate with you, just nice to you. And then when he got the ABC job, everything it was a total 360 to what he is he now. I mean, switch. he's yeah. he is not he is not warm. He's not nice. He's not there. There, I I don't have. Uh, honestly, I don't have anything kind to say about him. He's, I'm actually surprised the way he acts that he's gotten as far as he has in his career because he's just, mm. you know, he's just, it's not the same person. Yeah, wow. that was a shock to me because he was so cool with me all the time. We, he, I, in fact, he, I remember one time he was like, I always liked your questions. We <clears throat> had so much fun doing interviews. And then all of a sudden one day, it's like the switch, like you said, it was like he flipped the switch and just turned into another person it was like you didn't recognize you didn't know who i was i'm like dude i know you like i've interviewed you you're always so cool with me like yeah super weird wow. yeah that was a weird okay. one who, so just someone else yeah who's yours you uh shoot i have sam worthington do you remember that guy you know yeah i do is, right? great actor avatar avatar yeah. yeah uh when avatar came out he was like the coolest dude he, i saw my lax he was wearing a ufc sweater right a hoodie Everybody thought he was a UFC fighter because I was interviewing him. He was the nicest guy ever. He went to the taxi stand and wait. Like, he was so humble, you know. He was standing at the taxi stand and just talking, chopping it up with people. And then I saw him again, like, two years later at almost, like, the same location. Like, you know, in LAX, maybe, like, Terminal 5. And he was, like, with his, like, thick accent, like, get the fuck away from me. <laughs> I, was like, Whoa. I was like, what? Are you the same person? How did that happen? I don't know. Maybe there was like a bad, you know, news article that came out on him. I don't know. So, I mean, he just completely. That happens though. Yuri, what's your favorite? Yuri, you got to tell that. Because I love, I love the NFL. You got to tell Al Michaels, dude. (laughs) Al Michaels. Al Michaels. Michaels. Let me just talk for people who don't know Al Michaels is Al Michaels is a legendary NFL broadcaster. I mean, the guys. He called a miracle on ice too. Yeah, he he did Miracle on Ice. He's just an unbelievable broadcaster, unbelievable, just a legend. But yeah, I, I never heard this story. What, what do you got about Al Michaels? <clears throat> Al Al Michaels was one of those guys who where we always would film him in Brentwood, and he would never get on the show. 
Remember that? He was like the guy who always played ball with us, but never got on the show. And That's one day I, one day I got him on the show. I said, all right, we got to use props. Cause you know, if they, if they can't get on the show, you got to figure something out. So I pulled my phone out and I'm like, Al, you're the golden voice of sports. Record my voicemail for me. He recorded the coolest voicemail for me. And then like him and I became really cool. He got on the show and he loved it. And then um, I saw him maybe, I don't know, three, two or three months later. And he's like, Yori, what's up, man? You know, and it was outside of Boa. And I asked him, I was like, hey, you know, I just saw you. I just heard you call the Saints versus Raiders game. It was a preseason game. He's like, he's like, very good, very good. And uh, I'm a Raider fan. I've always been a Raider fan since I was in the third grade. Um, I'm like, why don't the Raiders have a general man at the time, right? Why don't the Raiders have a general manager? Like, wh- why aren't we allowed to blitz? You know what I mean? It's, it sounds, it sounds weird. I was like, Al Davis at the time, who was the owner of the Raiders, is he really a, a genius? Because that's what everybody calls Al Davis. He's the genius of you know NFL schemes, or is it just dementia? He goes, what? He goes, what do you think? He goes, what? Do you-? I kind of teed it up a little bit for him. You know, I kind of teed it up a little bit and I kind of feel bad about that because Al, Al Michaels, but he's a legend and he, he's a pro. You know what I mean? Uh, he was like, I think what he said was. When Al Davis died, when, when are we going to win a Super Bowl? Well, yeah, that's right. You when, said, when are we right, going to win right. a Super Bowl? And he goes, when, when are we Al gonna Davis dies. <laughs> yeah, that's right. I go, so when, is, when, are, the, when are the Raiders going to win a Super Bowl? He says, when Al Davis dies. Wow. And fucked up. The messed up part is Al Davis died like a week later. Yeah. <laughs> so Michaels, Michaels, like he was like, oh my God. And, and the Raiders and Al Davis, you know, obviously heard the story that Al Michaels talked shit about him and he went on whatever. So he, this is so typical Raiders. Their PR said the only reason why Al Michaels said that about Al Davis is because Al Davis, uh, you know, Put, put out the rumor that Al Michaels cheated on his wife. <laughs> like what? So yeah, that was that was the uh, the Raiders the Raiders response to what Al Michaels said to me. Yeah, and so then afterwards, obviously mm-hmm. Al Michaels was like, "Guy, Justin will roll up, Chris Lance will roll up on him." Yuri Jacob. did this. Yuri, yeah. That's what He's like, nope, Yuri, Yuri, Yuri did this. Like, he was, was I, after- Go ahead. That was actually like a week after the Mark USC Mark Tyler story a week later so it was like back to back like espn was running it you know what i mean all the sports radios were running it um you know <laughs> but i, wa- so, I yeah, want to say something in al- i want to say something in al michael's favor the guy's a gem and he was so he just dude he is such an, an amazing person and after all that blew over he was like ah whatever he's just so yeah like, so great if you want to read an autobiography, read his autobiography. It's amazing. But anyway, Al Michaels, and we've interviewed him since, and he talks about soccer and stuff. He's so cool. because I asked he's, him the, he's, the, he's the greatest, man. He really he's is, man. I'm, and I'm glad that nothing happened to him with NBC. Yes. Uh, I'm just, uh, yeah, because he is a legend. Like, that would have hurt me really badly, actually, if that, you know what I mean? If that hurt his career. And he's still the greatest of all time. And we're so lucky and blessed to have a guy like that calling, calling uh, you know, sport, sporting events for, for this country. For sure. Yuri, what was, have you ever got a celebrity and you got them doing something a little bit crazy and they say, hey, man, delete the video? Oh, my God. <laughs> Especially on the night crew. Especially yeah, like, what, did you, what did you see them doing? If you can name any of those people, what were the videos you deleted? 
I don't know if I'm allowed to talk about this. Well, you know, I'm, you- on good, I'm on good gracious with the, with the, with the three-letter three letter word, you know? Har- Harvey and I are back on uh, speaking terms. Um, I, I'll tell you my video. Well, okay. it was a video that I had, and I've said this story before on air, but I asked Sarah Silverman if penises are ugly, and, she, and I, de- I deleted this. And she goes, no, not at all. I go, really? And she goes, let me see your penis. And I showed her my – I didn't, like, pull it out. I pulled my pants out, and she looked at me, and she goes, no, you're, it's not it, – you don't have an ugly penis. And I said, really? And then when I, they're like, yeah, get rid of that video. Don't even send it. Like, just don't even – we don't want we don't want any like yeah no one's gonna use that anyway right <laughs> i mean it was a funny video i mean come on that's like if i had yeah. that video saved that's like a that's such a famous video right there i wish i gotta run into sarah and see if i could do that video again but do you, i mean there's gotta be some i mean obviously people actually say hey hmm. you know delete that video you don't have to tell me the names but what did you see them doing that you buried the video god is there is, i can't remember any of them i'm just gonna be sorry have you seen what was the right, let me ask you this guys and this goes to you fully as well who's the biggest celebrity and it's illegal now that you ever caught or ever saw smoking weed uh athletes it's athletes that's respect back then you know by the way let me just preface it by saying you know you got to realize where we came it does it seems like it was yesterday but it was you know 2012 11 12 weed was still like oh my gosh you know now they're pushing for these you got to realize at the time these football players and NBA players, they're going through an incredible amount of strain on their body. They're being told to take really dangerous painkillers. I mean, these guys were on narcotics and that's not healthy, but that was illegal, right? And weed was illegal at the time. So for them to have weed, uh, news would pick it up. Oh my God, he's smoking weed. It was like, you know, pretty ridiculous. And now they're starting to kind of realize that weed is probably a better option Right. So, but back then, if you filmed a slur, an athlete, it could have mean it could have meant them being cut from the team or being reprimanded or being you know suspended from games. And so, more often than not, when we're outside the clubs, we would see athletes smoking weed and then you know being told to delete it, or we would just kind of not want to hand it in because it's like you don't want to ruin. I wouldn't have a, you know the moral compass tells you like why would you want to ruin someone's career because they're smoking weed when I when you in good conscience know that that's a better alternative than say something in the, in the, in the narcotic family. You know what I mean? Like that's right. Yeah, for sure. You have to kind of figure out like um, what you could, what, how to use your rapport benefit, right? Like you want people to, to trust you. You know what I mean? Cause you're out there all the time. You're in the industry. They know who you are, right? They know you yeah. by name. So they want to, they want to, you want to play ball with everybody. You know what I mean? Yeah. You can't just be a robot and go, well, I shot this and I'm turning this in. You know, you have to kind of like play it by ear a little bit. Like I can't piss this guy off. I, I cause he can give me more in, in, in the long run. You right. Know? So you got to kind of, you got to figure that, uh, that balance out for sure. It's just a street hustling. You know, we're, we're street hustlers essentially, you know, yeah, we're hustling, no, for, uh, we're hustling for stories. That's the best way to say it. We're hustlers. Um, yeah. Yuri, speaking of hustlers, you of all the guys out there had probably one of the most coolest, most insane things happen to any of us, even to any paparazzi out there, where you got to get a guest role on Entourage. You were on Entourage. You played yourself. You played Yuri, which was pretty wild. I mean, it wasn't a huge role, but it was a cameo. It was a role that they obviously made around you. How did that all come about? So, uh, Medeo's was my spot that I would always go to for restaurants. 
I would see Doug Allen there all the time. He was the um, executive producer. He was he the uh, creator. He might have been. He was the creator. He's actually been on the podcast. He's the creator and probably the EP of uh, Entourage. And he's a great guy, by the way. Shout out to Doug. He's married to and had a baby with my friend Sarah, and they're amazing couple. They're so great together. That's awesome. Yeah. So I saw Doug. I see Doug all the time. And then uh, one day I said, "Hey, Doug, you your show is authentic, but yet you don't have real paparazzi's." He goes, yeah. He, he was like, yeah. You, do you want to play a paparazzi? I was like, sure. Here's my here's my card. He goes, have you ever acted before? I'm like, nope. But I could I could act like myself, right? <laughs> and so he, um, I remember like he's like, oh, I'm gonna lose this card, and and he ended up losing the card because he called he called the office and asked, who's that Asian guy, that Asian paparazzi guy? I don't know his name. Uh, could he come down and uh, kind of do a shoot real quick, and then. Went down there. They called me. I, you know, I obviously did the, um, the rehearsal or whatever it was, the audition, and I and I got the part. Yeah, and I played uh, two episodes, um, playing Turtles, Turtles friend. That's amazing. So when you got that, did you have to join? Uh, I mean, it's crazy. You're in, you're in fucking Entourage, which is such a great show, classic show. When you did mm-hmm. that, did you have to join the union from that? The Screen Actors. Well, film? I don't know. I had an I had an option to do it, but I think at the time it was like eleven hundred bucks, and I was just being a cheap ass. I'm like, nope, I'm not doing it. Now I'm sure it's like quadruple the price to to join that union. Um, yeah, yeah. So uh, you know, I still get residuals from HBO. I'll get like a dollar and ten cents for each episode, like every couple of weeks, which is cool, kind of cool. But they send it to you in a check form, and it's hard to just go in and be like, yeah, I'm here to cash a dollar and ten and ninety seven cents. You know. But there is, big yeah. one, you know, once in a while, we'll catch like a big check. Like if they go to a, a new a stream streaming platform, I'll catch like a five or six hundred dollar check. Wow! Yeah. Can I ask you this, Yuri? When you did that, the payment for that role that you did—don't <clears throat> tell me the exact number—is it over thirty? Thirty what? Thirty k? <sighs> Not even close. Way, 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 way lower. Way five. Lower. I'll tell you. Okay. I'll tell you. I think it was like thirteen, fourteen hundred a piece. Yeah, it's a I mean, it was a, yes, I, mean, I it was a one day shoot. It's a one day shoot, you know, and yeah. and and it was like it was like I don't care. In my mind, I make three grand in two days. You know what I mean? And plus yeah. all these other residual checks I'm getting, and also it's kind of cool. Like if I want to make a new friend, like say I live in Fresno right now, right? If I want to make a new guy friend, all I gotta do is tell him I, I played myself on Entourage. <laughs> Think about it's it. True. Think about it. It's like the it's like the male version of Sex in the City. Every yeah. dude has watched Entourage. Totally. Wait, were, yeah. wait, were you on Simpsons too, Yuri? The what? Were you on Simpsons too? No. I didn't say Is that Steve? Is that Steve? Oh, that was Stephen. Oh Marie. no, Steve and Maurice were on Family Guy. Oh, Family they, Guy. Wow. Family Guy. Yeah. That's right. It's so funny because they drew Steve just like him. <laughs> they drew Steve like a yeah. It's just like yeah, him. It's so funny. Yeah. He's got this. <laughs> I love that. So let me ask you so, this, yeah. guys. As we're all sitting around here, you know, who are your top? Who are the top three? Who are the top three coolest celebrities? Ooh, uh, you want to go first? You go first. Yeah. Okay, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go in order. This is my this is my top list. It's good that we're having this conversation because I just talked to a friend of mine um, about this, Jake Castillon, which I want to throw a shout out to Jacob. Also, a great TMZ paparazzi uh, uh, camera guy. Uh, one of the best. If I could, if I can mold the TMZ guy 
Jacob would be that guy. Smart, smart, witty, she hustler. Sports. Sports, and he knows it all. And we're going to his uh, bachelor party after after this uh, Hawaii Hawaii thing in San Diego. Uh, I say Acon number one. And the reason why I say Acon because I remember meeting him and he just threw a guy off a stage. Like he summers, he like that. power slammed this dude off stage, and I'm like, oh no! And I have a I have him on my LAX list. I'm like, he's gonna be the biggest dick. Oh no! And then when I saw him, Acon was the sweetest man ever. Uh, two, because you know what's funny about this too. Also, um, usually like the guy, the people that you think are gonna be people that are mean on television are usually the people that are really nice, right? Yeah, yeah, that's true. Be, yeah. Simon Cowell, Judge Judy, Gordon Ramsay, uh, P- Gordon they're Ramsay. Cool. Pierce, yeah, they're all nice. Pierce Morgan, like all the people that are like screaming at people on television are the nicest people. Yeah. Um, and then number two, I would go. I would go Shaq. That's I would go. Sha- I would go Shaquille O'Neal the Diesel. And I remember Adam and I were just like, you know, it's funny because Adam and I we haven't really like hung out together because we're you know obviously in two different coasts. We never worked together, and we we got to hang out and work together in Arizona, which was a treat of mine. Is one of you know I'll always remember that. And we actually had a couple drinks at that SI the Sports Illustrated party. Yeah, remember that VIP and yeah, Shaq, yeah. Shaq was Shaq was DJing. And he's just the sweetest guy, man. Like, you know, NBA players could be could be dicks, and then they won't they won't play ball with you. But like, the most famous NBA guy will just give you every time of day, you know. Yeah, and uh, he might be the most most like recognizable person in the world. I'd say that I I, I agree with that. And Shaq, I've always people know my you know if you're listening, you I'm sure you guys already know my relationship with him, but it's not. What you hear about him, it's not fake. It's not an act. It's generally who he is. He's just – he's a superhero. It's uh, its unreal. Now, let me answer this, guys. Now, so, was that – were we at two or we That's at two? Two. We two. need one more. Let me get – let me get a throw. I'm going to I'm gonna cut this in half and put them together. Dustin okay. Hoffman and uh, Francis Ford Coppola because they're two of my uh, – you know, I'm, I'm a huge fan of both of their work, and uh, they're both super nice to me, and I was just glad that, you know, sometimes you just worry – when you when you meet your your idol or your your hero that they're gonna treat you like shit and that kind of scares you, and I remember Francis Ford Coppola came out and he sat down next to me on the bench in Medeos and he like talked to me for like five minutes before I interviewed him. I have a picture with him. Uh, I would love to get it signed somehow, uh, you know, before it's all said and done. And uh, yeah, the Godfather. You know, what that's I mean? pretty cool. That's really cool. Now on the other side, you know, I gotta ask you. Who are the top three biggest dicks, the Ooh. biggest jerks, the biggest assholes? And then we also have to talk about why, <laughs> to be more specific, we have to explain why they are not the coolest of people. I, Just, I think comedians, comedians, like big comedians, since all their material is written, they don't want to be funny on command. You know, Kevin Hart's a gem. I love Kevin Hart. He's so cool. He'll, he'll always mess with you. At least he did back in the day. Um, I don't know now. But, um, man, you'll get guys like – what's that guy from The Office? Wes Helms or whatever. He, I was, like, really disappointed on him because I walked up and I was like, hey, man, I'm a huge fan of The Office. And he was like, fuck, you know what I mean? Um, Zach Galifianakis, he's not that cool. Sasha Baron Cohen, like, you would think Sasha Baron Cohen, he, like, messes with everybody. He would, like, you know, he ran yeah. away. 
he puts his like hoodie down and he like sprints away from you like you're trying to attack him you know screaming down the street will Will farrell's another one will farrell yeah a lot of comedians like i just don't think they want to be they 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 don't want to feel like they have to be on the spot i I feel like but also i think but also in the comedian's defense i feel like it's also just playing devil's advocate for them they they run the danger of them being it's like the hunter the hunters become the hunted they run the danger of them being made fun of and that could damage their their sort of persona their career like because i feel like that yeah because i feel like that happened there wasn't a story where they made fun of the comedian they were like dude you guys are messing with me and you know i think that happened with dane where they were like he was trying to be cool and then the teams he threw under the or zm we'll say a three-letter agency threw under the boss and then he had a you know and then it kind of you know Right. So then, so it's right. like you're kind of, I I kind of understand why some celebrities were apprehensive with us, be, because they either had a story written about them they didn't agree with or like or whatever, or mm-hmm. they realized that they were at risk. So the, them being on the show was of no benefit to them. They were already at their career. There's anything they had more to lose. So that that's that plays into their behavior sometimes. You know, I would say Tom Green almost like kind of assaulted me. So I had a really weird interaction with him. Was I, 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 I connected him with a date. I introduced him to a girl and he was like dating her. And then she's like, you know, I'm like hanging out with him or something. I was like, that's so random. And then I ran into him. I was like, yo, I introduced you to this girl. And then he, he was being me, weird to me. And I'm like, it's so straight. He's an odd guy. He's an odd guy, for sure. Interesting. Well, he was, for sure. With Tom Green. What, what happened with him? On Sunset Boulevard, he comes out, Tom Green, whatever, you know, early, early circa, it's probably 08, 09, you know, early TMZ days for me. He comes out and he grabs my camera out of my hand, well, snatches it. And that's like, you can't do that. You know what I mean? No. That's like, no. So I'm, I, I straight up grab, and the guy's a big dude. I'm probably like five, six, seven, five, six and a half. Dude's like six, three, you know? So I'm grabbing the camera with him and he's, we're, he's like trying to drag me down Sunset Boulevard, screaming saying that I'm like assaulting him trying to steal his camera. So was I, like, joking really, or? I don't know. I don't know. I, I don't, I don't know. It's Tom green. Yeah. He looked like, you know, like he was in this mode and just, just possessed, just walking with me with the camera. And I'm like, I'm not letting this thing go. So I pretty much just straight up like judo him, put my leg in front of his, you know, body and I just throw him over. <laughs> And I just wow. take it out of his hand, and I'm like, I gotta get the fuck out. And then I actually uh, reported it, and I put it not to, you know, to the to the company I was working for, TMZ. And uh, I, you know, obviously it's a it's a incident report because it my camera actually broke, the handle wow. broke off. Interesting. Yuri, I got a question for you. What if out of all the interviews you've done, which is so many, um, is there any interview that stands out as your all time favorite interview, the one that really is special to you? Hmm. I think making something out of nothing was something that I was, that I, I feel like I had some sort of talent with. Like for instance, like DeMar DeRozan was, you know, NBA basketball player and he's not fun, you know, <laughs> talking to him isn't, isn't great. But um, I'm thinking that day, I, I don't, I think I wasn't, sh- I didn't shoot anything like the day before I, I shot a donut, you know, a zero. And then it was like late, late, in the day, I'm like, I got, I got to shoot something good. I got to make something happen. And uh, there was a Japanese uh, show that had fake Johnny Depp and Mr. Charles. Uh, Johnny, Johnny Depp, boo. <laughs> That's what the producers call him. And then, uh, 
John, you know, obviously I filmed Johnny, fake Johnny Depp. And he's like, oh, I'm going into dinner at Mr. Charles. You know, he goes into dinner. DeMar DeRozan and his crew, his family are all in, you know, Toronto Raptors player at the time. He goes in. And uh, I'm sitting there. I'm sitting there waiting, standing there waiting. And these two lawyers come out from Beverly Hills. They come out, they're smoking a cigarette. And they're like, hey, do you know that uh, Johnny Depp is in there? And I'm like, that's not Johnny Depp. He's like, no, no, no. I'll bet this on my children. That is Johnny Depp. So in my mind, I'm like, if these dudes believe it's Johnny Depp, then probably DeMar DeRozan will also. We, we know it's not Johnny Depp, right? Because he would never just walk in and Mr. Childs like that. Right? Right. Yeah. But like the regular person who's not in the industry would never. He looked and talked just like Johnny Depp. And there was a Japanese new, uh, uh, you know, camera crew that was following him around. So it really looked like he was like some famous dude. So they were playing this whole prank on like people from, from pretty much L.A this this uh tv show in, in tokyo so when De- demar DeRozan comes out i go i tell the japanese producer i go when that guy comes out when the basketball player comes out you bring johnny depp out <clears throat> and then i'm gonna convince him that he's johnny depp and then and then demar DeRozan's like oh my god johnny what's up man and they like johnny's like hey what's up man and they come over like to the valet area and they like exchange phone numbers and they take pictures together and like demar's whole family is like oh my god fucking pirates of the caribbean bro what's up you know so that was kind of oh, like, yeah. cool making something out of nothing and I, that to this day it's kind of funny and i think demar DeRozan got completely played by everybody like all his teammates made fun because he never talked to us ever again that's funny that's great oh, yeah. So I want to wrap this up with a, a real quick speed round with you, Yuri. And yeah. I don't want you to overthink anything. I want you just to think of like the first name that kind of comes to your head when me and uh, Justin Foley kind of go back and forth with this. So we're going to go back and forth. I'll start it off. All right. Is that okay, Justin? Yeah. yeah. Rock and roll, baby. All right. So my first question. All right. The scariest celebrity. Oh, that's easy for me, dude. That's so easy for me. Bruce Willis. Why is that? Why was he scary? Bruce Willis, man. It was a setup shot. Harvey Harvey was like, hey, man, Yori, I need you to go shoot Jerry Weintraub and Bruce Willis. Jerry wants to push his um, – Jerry Weintraub is the Uber producer. And I go, who's Jerry Weintraub? And Harvey looked at me like, if you don't know who Jerry Weintraub is, you, sh- you shouldn't be in this industry. And I go, oh, I oh, Jerry Weintraub? Of course I know that guy. Yeah, he's great. <laughs> producer for Ocean's Eleven, and, you know, he's like the man of Hollywood. You know, they actually had a uh, – a steak named after him at Dantana's. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, yeah. So, he's like, yeah, uh, Bruce Willis is going to be with him. And then Bruce was had this, like, look on his face. He just stared. He just stared into your soul, you know? And I remember just being a little nervous, and he kind of scared me. Wow. Who is your most fun celebrity? Shaq. Yeah. I think Shaq is just always fun. The best-looking male. Male? The guy who you're like, man, that's a good-looking dude in person. Oh, man. Justin Foley. Uh, um... <laughs> Thanks. I moisturize. <laughs> you know what? Adrian Grenier. Adrian Grenier from Entourage. Very beautiful uh, uh, eyebrows. All right, I'll ask you. That's Adam's personal question. Mine is, who's the hottest? <laughs> who's the hottest chick? Ooh, the hottest chick. There's so many. I remember I met Lauren London. I was like, wow, she's really pretty. Uh, let's see. God, there's so many, man. Oh man, Hayden Panettiere. 
pretty yeah. pretty, pretty oh, hot. Hey, hold on. I, this is a, I know how much time we have, but if you want to tell a quick story, you were on a flight <laughs> with her. You were on a plane yeah, ride. I mean, your yeah, she was right. next to you, right, in the plane. Yeah, 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 yeah. Her and her friends coming back from the Dallas Super Bowl. Yep, that was fun. I was, like, I was so good. You guys like, hung out on the plane, right? You guys were like, yeah, we stuff? barely talked. We barely talked. You know what I mean? Her yeah. friends were doing her thing. And, I thought y'all were besties, dude. No, nah, I wish. I wish. But I did see her at Boa, and I was like, do you remember me? She's like, oh, yeah, of course I remember you. I was like, yeah, I'll come in and uh, have a drink with you at Boa. She's like, yeah, come in. And I, I never went in. Yeah, she's uh, oh. very pretty in person. Yeah, very, very pretty. Very, very attractive. Yeah, very pretty eyes. Because of, because um, of good energy. She has good energy. Good, like, vibes. Like, good energy, person. Great energy. Yeah, and then she got married to Klitschko, and then, you know, I think she stopped that energy stuff. I don't know. No, yeah. she's, always, she's always been good. She's yeah. like, oh, okay, 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 okay. Okay, and then and then uh yeah go ahead go ahead no 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 you got another name and then I was just gonna say like just seeing all these models out there they're just like it's it, you can't even like stare at them in the eyes you know there's just so many hot women and like in Hollywood you know what I mean it's almost it's captivating mm-hmm. okay best spot to run into a celebrity Ooh. I'm gonna be biased about this but I'm gonna say old school Madeos. On Roberts, on uh, Beverly. Beverly Beverly Drive, yeah. Because I have I have a I have a time to I have time to talk to them, you know. Or I would say even maybe LAX. The lighting is good. You don't have to carry any lights with you, and you have time and you have their flight information, so you can you have time to you know prepare and get ready for a good question. The most random place that you caught a celebrity at. Up the parking lot at uh, Whole Foods. Oh, okay. That's a good parking lot. Who was it? Do you yeah. remember who it was? I don't know. I always used to catch people there. Yeah. Oh, was it? Uh, Toby Maguire was one of them. Or oh, also, by the way, Toby Maguire hates us. Oh, yeah. He hates everybody. But also um, Bristol Farms. That's what I meant. That's what I meant. Bristol Farms. Oh, yeah. Bristol Farms. Yes, that's what I meant. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, on yeah, on yeah. Beverly Drive. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's a good one. Which, by What's the way... The- Fun, fa- fun fact, not to cut you off, but fun fact, that Bristol Farms on Beverly, that was the location of a restaurant back in the day, old Hollywood, called Chasen's. And they had every major celebrity would go there. They would do the party after the Oscars and stuff. And uh, there's that, that's where Ronald Reagan used to go. And, and that's where Frank Sinatra used to go. And they had a famous chili there. So if you're in the Hollywood lore and old places of Hollywood, mm. the, the Beverly, it's the Beverly lo- uh, location of of Bristol Farms, it's where Chasen's was, and that was the spot to go back in the day. Let me ask you awesome. this: Who was what was um, who would be the celebrity that wanted the attention the most? That loved that, like would ask. You know what? You know what? I, I think I think this is I think it was this is a bullshit situation. Remember, remember when David Beckham came to LA? Yeah, Do you guys remember that when he was on his party galaxy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He would like try to run people over with his car. Him and his, him and Victoria, but they would like literally get in their, their, their Rolls Royce and just like plow. But they would give the, their information out to agencies to where, which restaurant they're going to go to. And there would also always be a game bang waiting for David Beckham. It's like, there's no way that they're not giving that information up. So they obviously want they obviously want paparazzis to follow them, but they want to make it like this mystique that they're not they don't want to be followed. 
You know what I'm saying? Like I got in a huge argument with one of my lead cameras at the time. Cause he's like, Hey, you gotta go, you gotta go shoot uh, David. You gotta go shoot Beckham. And I'm like, nah, I'm not doing that. He's like, bro, I'm your, I'm your lead camera. You gotta go and wait for David Beckham. He's at Koi. I'm like, dude, if I stand, what I'm gonna do, stand there for four hours for this guy to almost run me over. Like if you watch the show, that's not what they, they don't even use that. Some t- essentially I'm wasting four hours of, of my time, their time, everybody's time. You know what I mean? Let me go and shoot this guy who's gonna give me a who's gonna give me a sound bite. And I always thought David Beckham was gonna use. That's my opinion. Interesting. Mm-hmm. All right. Um I got one last question, and then Foley, you give one last question. Um <laughs> the who is the biggest party person? <laughs> That's good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Of what? <laughs> who is the one? Who is the party person that always? Oh, no, no, Yeah, who is the party our, our person? Our night crew. Uh, as far oh. as uh, no, I'm saying not in night crew. I'm saying a celebrity. Oh, I thought you said the night crew guys. No, no, no. I had some pretty. I'll tell you some pretty good ones. Uh, Jacob, <clears throat> Jacob Cassion. Who? He's a camera Jacob. guy. Uh, <laughs> Uh, I would say uh, LMFAO. Oh, they oh just yeah. party, those guys? Party Rock. Yeah. Party Rock. They're the funnest. And I actually became friends with those guys. During during the height of Party Anthem, two of the coolest guys ever, their, their manager Q and all those guys, all those dudes are awesome. They invited me to a lot of parties and a lot of events and uh, went to their house a few times and and they're those guys, uh, you know, Sky Blue and Red Foo. Those guys are the, they're party animals, legit, legit party animals. Their whole wall had panties and thongs on them. You know what I mean? The girls would be there all the time, and we'd be taking one fifty one shots, and just it was it was an it was a fun time. Yeah. Wow. Mm-hmm. Easy on the fail. Sheesh, that's insane. All right, uh, Foley, you have one last question. No, I'm not asking this question. Well, no, no, I'm not. All right, the question fully wanted to ask you. No, it's not. No, it's not. Hold on, hold on. Adam gave me this question, and I go, I'm not asking this. You asked I'll it. I'll ask it, but fully came up. You know, he told me. You know. <laughs> the question was, who was the horniest celebrity? And what I mean that, who was the person so that was always like, like sexual crazy, like going after a partner? It could be girl, it could be guy. Who was the person that was up, like obsessed? I don't even know. Do you, even, okay, maybe this is early too. This is, I think, a little early for Foley in LA. This is like 08, 09, 10. But I remember Tila Tequila. Because remember, around that time, like, MySpace was still popular. Yeah, she was like, the, that's right. I forgot about her. She had that Lamborghini that she drove around. Yeah. And she'd be around, like, being super horny. Yeah. I would say Tila that's Tequila. Actually, yeah, that's actually that's a good. Thing. That's a good answer, right? Yes. It is a great answer. I haven't heard that name in a while. I well, know. I, listen, I, I so appreciate coming on the podcast. I actually had to move my laptop because my laptop was dying. But I, uh, I appreciate coming on and taking the time. Where could people like keep up with you, find you, kind of, you know, they want to keep yeah. up with Yuri and know what's going on in your world? So uh, I have a Twitter and uh, Instagram, at YoriU, at Y-O-R-I-U. Um, come, and, come and find me. Twitter, I'm more about, you know, crypto, learning about crypto, uh, Stan account, pretty much of the Anaheim Angels or the LA Angels of Anaheim, however you want to call them, because I'm a Shohei Otani fan. Yesterday, he hit two home runs 
uh, 10 strikeouts. The guy's a beast. Uh, I don't know if you're keeping up with that kind of, with that with baseball, but uh, but for some reason, mainstream media doesn't doesn't ever talk about him. Is he's it a not racist guy? Is it a race thing, guys? Is he because he's Asian? He's Japanese? No, it's because he's not a Yankee. Is that what it is? Yes. Aaron Judge. I know you guys are both. You guys are both New Yorkers, right? You guys are both East Coast dudes. Actually, Foley, you're from Jersey. No, I'm not from Uh, Jersey. New York. Oh, you're from New York. Okay, Uh, New Yorkers. Aaron Judge does not deserve that MVP. Shohei should have won two years in a row, and then this year he's going to unite him to get it again. Prove me wrong, guys. Prove me wrong. I mean, yeah. Get him Aaron, on the Judge, Aaron Judge, he he uh, broke the uh, uh, the record AL home runs. He broke Roger Maris's record uh-huh. of home runs. So you got to give it to him. But when have you seen a baseball player do what he's doing? It's hitting and pitching. Put him on the Yankees, dude. Guys, I don't know how to tell you this, but about seventy percent of our audience is women, and they don't care. Um, they have no idea. <laughs> the demographic is like, please don't talk about. Well, let me baseball. tell you something. The, the, the women that love baseball are listening right now, going, yes, yes, yes. They agree with you, dude. He's he's Japanese, yeah. and also, also, hold on. A lot of women like him. He's a good-looking guy. He's a very good-looking dude. Women baseball fans are smart, and they know how to party, dude. He's a, <laughs> okay. Oh yeah, they do. Yep. Yes, uh, they do. Jerry. Dude, thank you so much for taking the time, dude. I really appreciate it. You got to come I back. I appreciate you guys her. having me on, man. We, we got to have some more stories with you. We're going to do a part two at another time because there's so much more stories and there's so many more layers to really discuss because for sure, it's so good. But, dude, good to see you. Thank you for everything, brother. Thanks for coming on. Dude, that was a lot of good – that was a really fun talking to Yuri. I mean, the, Yuri has been doing this longer than we have. He started before we did. And when he was doing it, it was during the tough times, the heyday a paparazzi stuff when it was mm-hmm. not as accepted, but it was more like everyone tuned in, but there was still a, a tough stereotype with it. I mean, it was just weird on all ends. It was the tail end of the Britney era, which was really chaotic and, and gnarly. What would you, how would you say Yuri was as a guy in the streets? Like why was he so good on the streets? I'll tell you why he's a natural salesman. And salesmen and saleswomen will tell you that, you, you know, they will tell you themselves and their friends and family will tell you that they have an innate ability. It's not something you can be taught or you, something you can learn. It's an innate ability to connect with people on multiple levels and to understand the most important thing about doing a sale, which is listening. You're always a great listener. And that really is uh, an integral part of why he was so successful at what he did. No, it's awesome. I got to appreciate Yuri. Thank you, Foley, for coming on the podcast. People, uh, Foley, where could people kind of keep up with you and follow your sort of trails as you're running around Craig's in LA with her camera? Yeah, Yeah, as of right now, the best place to to find me is on Instagram. That's where I'm most active. That's where I post things and pictures and things like that of celebrities that I encounter. Um, And that is my Instagram, which is the letter I, the letter M, Justin Foley. I'm Justin Foley on Instagram. That's the best place to get a hold of me. Um, That's where I'm most active. Yeah. uh, Well, I appreciate that. Thanks for joining us, Foley. Uh, Thank you guys for watching on YouTube. Like and subscribe. If you're on Instagram, we're on Instagram. If you're on TikTok, we're on TikTok. And on Facebook, we have a private Facebook group called Off the Record which I highly suggest you join. Uh, next time, Dax will be back with us. He's just on vacation right now. Um, he deserves it. He works hard. And we'll see you guys later. Thank you. A Huda Media Production.